Is it ADHD or just immaturity? Are you a parent of a child whose teacher suggested they receive ADHD testing? Has someone suggested that they might need some medication so they aren't so hyper all the time? What if I told you it's more likely due to immaturity than ADHD? Nearly 1 million students under the age of 18 have been potentially misdiagnosed with ADHD, largely due to the assumption often made about a child's behavior in the classroom Teachers tell the parents that they're rowdy and have a hard time staying on task. And for some reason, the next suggestion is ADHD testing. To make matters worse, these children persuaded into getting tested are often treated as though they have ADHD. Why is that, you might ask? Well, many researchers have found evidence that the diagnostic tests of ADHD are not based solely on biological and clinical factors, but rather subjective factors that show correlation to school-aged children. Research underscores a troubling trend in ADHD diagnoses amongst children primarily influenced by their relative age in class. Children born just before the kindergarten eligibility cutoff date are disproportionately more likely to be diagnosed with ADHD compared to their older peers. This tendency raises concerns about the potential overdiagnosis of ADHD, such as younger children might be incorrectly diagnosed due to their natural immaturity, whereas older kids might not be diagnosed when they genuinely have ADHD. In a study conducted by Evans et al., Findings suggested that the current diagnostic approach may result in over a million children receiving potentially unnecessary ADHD diagnoses, with over 800,000 of them being prescribed medication based on their relative age. It was also found that the children born before the cutoff are 70% more likely to be diagnosed with ADHD than the children born after the cutoff. This underscores the importance of refining diagnostic methods, considering not only the child's behavior in the classroom, but also their age relative to their peers, and understanding the broader implications on public health and educational policy. In the National Health Interview Survey, children born before the cutoff experience a 9.7% diagnosis rate compared to a 7.6% for those born after. And in the medical expenditure panel survey, they found a 0.5% difference between children born before and children born after the cutoff date. This data reflects a flaw in ADHD diagnosis that may be too broad and inadvertently biased towards natural aged-related immaturity rather than genuine clinical symptoms. The prevalence estimate for misdiagnosis is about 1.509%, from 5 to 17 years of age, which is alarming due to the dangerous side effects of medications used to treat ADHD. Over time, research indicates that teachers and clinicians alike have begun to make unfair assumptions that the behavior of these younger children are due to ADHD rather than their relatively normal acts of immaturity. The implications of such have led to ADHD medications being overly prescribed in student populations instead of proper learning accommodations. All in all, the oversimplification and broad definitions of ADHD are also influencing this bias. So let's talk about what it means to have ADHD. 
As I've mentioned, ADHD is often viewed in a very generalized scope characterized by overstimulation, while it's far more complex than that. Attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is shown in a person who has persistent pattern of inattention and or hyperactivity that interferes with functioning and development. Moreover, those who have had ADHD should have six or more symptoms listed in the DSM-5 that are appropriate for their developmental level and have been present consistently for a minimum of six months. These behaviors should also persist in two or more settings, such as both in the home and in the classroom. These children are often then prescribed psychostimulant medication to treat the symptoms under surveillance by the provider throughout the course of the treatment. As it stands, both teacher and clinicians often oversimplify these behaviors, causing the misdiagnosis of these school-aged children. The consequences are drastic for both the students and parents alike. Children diagnosed with ADHD are at a higher risk for academic difficulty, creating the assumption that the students born before the school start age cutoff are at a disadvantage due to their maturity difference. These children are unable to reach their full academic potential as teachers are not fully equipped to accommodate their needs, but rather write them off as incapable of performing to certain standards. The children misdiagnosed also run the risk of being unnecessarily medicated. Medications surrounding ADHD have become very controversial due to the potential side effects of the stimulants and how it may affect the child's development over time. Moreover, families will have to suffer the insurmountable health costs associated with medical treatment for no benefit. And now we'd like to share with you an example of such. Parents want answers after their children were misdiagnosed with attention deficit disorder. They say a kindergarten teacher at Mansfield Elementary School improperly assessed multiple students. NBC 6's Shirley Busico spoke with a parent who said upon receiving this diagnosis, she immediately went to a doctor to have her son put on medication. It's a move she now regrets. It's our top story this year. This is a Vanderbilt assessment scale, a screening form used by a teacher from Mansfield Elementary School, which indicated that all 12 of her students have attention deficit disorder. While using this type of screening form is not unusual, the issue is what you see here at the bottom. The teacher confirming that her students have ADHD without any intervention from a healthcare professional. But the diagnosis of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder is complex and it should not be made solely based on a rating scale. The mother of a six-year-old actually took the screening form to her son's pediatrician on February 14th, two days after the letter was sent home. After the doctor went up the letter from the teacher um, and looked at the evaluation scores on it, he did confirm that he had ADHD and he gave him, he prescribed me to give him Vyvanse, a drug that is used to treat patients with ADHD with effects lasting between 10 to 12 hours, including sleeplessness and loss of appetite. She mentioned to me what times to actually give him the medicine because it was a day that I didn't send him to school with it and she said she noticed the, the behavior. But according to Dr. Pamela McPherson, who specializes in child and adolescent psychiatry at LSU Health Shreveport, ADHD can easily mimic other conditions. If a child were exposed to alcohol or substances during fetal development, 
they could present with ADHD symptoms. He said he had difficult sustaining attention in, during tasks and activities. He loses things necessary for tasks and activities. In a statement released by the superintendent of the Soto Parish Schools, the school was not aware of what the teacher had done. In fact, it was brought to their attention three months later. The principal then contacted all of the parents to let them know it wasn't part of school policy. The diagnosis of ADHD is a complex one. It involves reviewing records, interviews with parents and with the child. It involves looking at information from pediatricians and from schools, other caregivers. The mom has taken her son off of Vyvanse and says he's back to himself again. Shirley Busico, NBC6 News. The best way we can combat this issue is to increase the general public's understanding of all that encompasses ADHD disorders. We recommend clinicians provide parents with an information sheet detailing the distinction between factors that may be affecting their child's behavior and how these factors may correlate with their age and maturity level. This is so parents can make the most educated decision as to whether or not they need to be taken to a professional after being referred by a teacher. This will in turn decrease the amount of children receiving unnecessary treatment for ADHD. There is a chance, however, that parents may incorrectly decide against seeking treatment for their child, preventing children who may need medication from getting the help they need. We recommend that the educational system implement policies that discourage teachers from loosely suggesting that certain children may have ADHD or any disorder. Teachers should also be required to undergo training specific to grade level, which informs them of behaviors common in that age group and strategies to accommodate a range of maturities in the classroom. That way, not only will teachers have a more educated approach on how to handle various maturity levels in the classroom, but the accommodations will allow all students to be better suited to thrive in the classroom environment. However, an implication of the solution would mean more money, resources, and time being allotted to the educational fields in order to provide educators with the proper tools they need to create a more adaptable learning environment. Lastly, research shows that patients who received a medical intervention and diagnosis of ADHD over a two to three month period, rather than a short diagnosis period, were more accurate in diagnoses. Therefore, we also suggest clinicians refrain from immediate diagnosis and instead work with their patients to monitor perceived ADHD behaviors over longer periods of time before diagnosing. Some of the implications of this practice is that it would drastically reduce the amount of misdiagnoses of ADHD patients, along with lowering medical debt as families refrain from creating unnecessary medical visits. However, a possibility is that the value of ADHD medicine would in turn increase as fewer people buy it, putting more of a financial burden on those who do seek medical attention for ADHD. Overall, ADHD medication and stimulants may become more inaccessible. So we leave you with this question. Is it ADHD or just a maturity? Remember that misdiagnoses in students with ADHD are more prevalent than ever before. So we implore you, ask questions and adhere to learning your children's needs. It's their education and their futures on the line. And if we act now, we can accommodate them just fine.